Good evening and welcome to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. I'm Nabil Biagio on this live broadcast from Studio 14. Here are some of the top stories making news across South Sudan this Friday, December 29, 2023. Authorities in Upper Nile State have revealed a plan to relocate tens of thousands of civilians currently sheltering at a UN camp. The plan of the governor is to make them to join the people in the town here. That area is for protecting peoples. But now the Malakal towns is safe, so they should come to join us to develop the states. Without them, we cannot make development in the town here. Also, 2023 may have been the best year for South Sudan's national basketball team. 2023 was a blessing year uh, because what I learned over the years, starting from Sudan to U.S., is a sports. We will have these stories and more coming up on South Sudan in Focus. Upper Nile state officials say they plan to relocate civilians sheltering at a protection of civilian site to Malakal town next year. The UN opened a camp which hosts over three, over 35,000 civilians after the 2013 conflict to protect, mil, to protect families at risk of intercommunal conflict. An official in the governor's office says Malakal town is stable so that, so the government will relocate thousands of civilians living in the POC to Malakal town. Mamer Abraham Court reports for VOA for Malakal. Your Aluaitut is executive secretary in the office of the Upper Nile State Governor. The plan of the governor is to make them to join the people in the town here. That area is for protecting peoples. But now the Malakal towns is safe, so they should come to join us to develop the states. Without them, we cannot make development in the town here. Tut says. The state addressed security in the town this past year. He says the governor plans to renovate roads and provide clean water supply by June 2024. So this year we was working on a security problem in the states. So I think now we are like we reached these things. So the next year we will start working on uh, the development of the states. So on the roads, lights and water and renovations of some some offices in the states and ministers in these schools. This is this is the plan of next year. Tut says Governor James Odok Oyai plans to travel to Longachuk, Maywood and Nasir counties to address insecurity. He says Odok is also coordinating with the governors of Central Equatoria, Jonglei, and United States to address the issue of illegal checkpoints on the River Nile. John Luong, chairperson of the Upper Nile Civil Society Forum, says the state should engage in dialogue with the five tribes living in Upper Nile to promote lasting peace. He says the deployment of unified forces should also be completed in Upper Nile. I would want the government to initiate community dialogue between the, the five internet communities in Upper Nile State so that they can find a common ground for peaceful coexistence. The second priority, I would want the government to fully implement security arrangements. That is in regard to deployment of security forces across the state because now you can see there are some corridors that the normal citizen cannot get past. He says he appreciates citizens for giving peace a chance. I really 
time people are weaponized because they are now like uh, gaining their senses that violence is not the way of life. And if they continue that way that they do things peacefully, it will be encouraging other people and many people will come and live in Afanai, not even people of Afanai alone. 53-year-old Nyawar Mwenkwany, a mother of six children, says she expects 2024 will be a year of peace and development and that the state will provide essential services like schools and hospitals. Speaking in Arabic, she says, in 2024, we need to have tangible peace in South Sudan as a whole. The 64 tribes should live in peace because 2024 is a year of peace and it is a year of development of the country and it is a year of schools and those who are bedridden without hospitals to take them to, hospitals should be there because if peace is available in the nation, all the needs of the civilians should be available. Some Apanal residents say Christmas in Malakal this year was calm and the governor says peace and security will continue in 2024. For VOA News, I am Amir Abram Kwad in Malakal. Some South Sudanese athletes say 2023 was the best year for their national basketball team. Michael Achwil Mading, who is the head coach of Jubez Gudele basketball team, says South Sudanese athletes are working very hard to bring the Basketball World Cup to South Sudan in 2024. Achwil says he is hopeful 2024 will bring more good news to the country. South Sudan in focus managing editor John Tanza spoke with him in Juba. In 2023 was a blessing year uh, because what I learned over the years, starting from Sudan to U.S., is the sports teach us so many, uh, so many skills, so many tools we can use. So this year, uh, we managed to to change the the federation, South Sudanese basketball federations. So we brought our legend, Luol Deng himself, we put him as the president. So we can see forward how basketball can uh, help our kids and help our country. You know, it's, it's going to present us in, in the world stage. Our country will come on top. Yes, Michael, if I may ask you, how do you see the prospects of 2024 as far as the South Sudan national basketball is concerned? The national basketball is is ready. Our team now they're gearing up. Uh, Lowell is running around trying to gather the team to be ready for this coming July. That's when we're going to go to Paris to participate in the Olympic uh, Games. And and I think, I believe our kids, they can be succeed and maybe, you know, with the 
big, broad, hard. Our kids can win a championship. What is one thing that you want to regret about in 2023? What is it that you want to regret about? The, the only thing I was not comfortable is when they see our team making the progress. There's some other people working on well, try to, on the negative side, uh, fighting positions and all this, which was not uh, good for our country. Uh, it was concerning to me, if it reach a high level to a fever, South Sudan can be stopped. And no reason for it. You know, people have been just uh, negative. Uh, uh, the way Lowell handled the team. And you don't see what he's doing wrong, but the people are picking, uh, picking some points. You know, Lowell need to do this, Lowell do this. But there was one major criticism that I heard from multiple local federations, so they call teams in South Sudan, yes. is that uh, Lowell Deng concentrated on picking people who are dual citizens and uh, he ignored the guys on the ground. That was one major complaint that I had from some teams on the ground here. What is your take on that? No, that is not true because technical, uh, as a coach, I'm a head coach of a local team here. So I know uh, we have uh, 12 teams here in uh, Central Equatoria. Gundeli uh, United is one of, one of the top teams you know, it's number four in uh, 12 teams. Lowell is aware of it, so he's select all the local and join them with the, with, the, with the national team. They train together, and then he pick from there. What the people uh, don't understand is the technical aspect of it. You, you draw the play, how are you going to play? Our kid here, they will not follow the play. You know, when they draw, you got to go to do this, this person going to shoot, this person going to drive, and this person going to pass. For some of them here, they're not used to that kind of system. You have to think fast. I think I'm moving fast, you know. If you not aware of those kind of things, you know, it's going to be difficult for you to play well, you know. So what are you looking up to achieving in 2024 as you look towards going to Paris? What would you tell South Sudanese who are waiting for victory? They're waiting for victory. But I think basketball... We should, we should take it as our goal, uh, number one in South Sudan. It's going to bring, it's going to do a lot of things, good things. I know other sports like football, volleyball, all this. There is no comparison. Basketball is number one in South Sudan. People need to get that in their head. It's going to bring a lot of stuff. Our our makeup, physical makeup in South Sudanese. We are tall people. This game feed us well. But some of us are short. We are okay. also from South Sudan. Yeah. We are short. It's okay. You know, we need some short people too. That's why they, the guard are short. You know, you just got to feed them with a skill. Physically, they can't be a part of it. You know, so, but 
but the majority of us, we are uh, tall people. This sports, a basketball, it belongs to us. So we need to take it on, even like Paris. If you can think back, last Olympic, when our people, our youth got involved in the Olympic, South Sudan was holding UN flag. But this time, you're going to hold your flag. That's Michael Achril Mading, the head coach of the Juba Bay's Gudele basketball team. He spoke to my colleague John Tanza on Thursday in Juba. Still in Juba, Sergei Mading is an African-American who is married to coach Michael Uchwil Mading. She has been living in Juba for the past six years. She says she has learned to overcome her cultural biases and to accept the South Sudanese cultures. Sergei told my colleague John Tanza she enjoys South Sudanese food and will continue to live in the country despite what Americans think of South Sudan. In 2017, my husband, who's a South Sudanese, uh, we decided that we were going to move here in August of 2017. So we like, we left. We quit our jobs. We sold all our stuff and flew out to Kampala. And then while we were in Kampala, it was just like, is this really where we want to be after like two weeks? We're like, no, let's go all the way home. Let's go to Juba. So, yeah, we came here. And so how long have you been in Juba? Six years. The longest that I've been outside of Juba since moving here in August of 2017 was uh, March of 2020. I left. I went to go take care of my mom. And, you know, that was the height of COVID. So I was like stuck there for three months. And talk to me what you do in Juba here from 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. Well, 6 a.m., I'm usually getting up, making coffee, getting myself ready, making some breakfast. But by by 9 o'clock, I'm in the Lualding Foundation uh, offices. I'm the chief of staff for the Lualding Foundation. Um, and I'm supporting the growth and movement of uh, developing youth in South Sudan through sport. Talk to me about your good moments in 2023. 2023 with with, with LDF, Lo Foundation with LDF, it's been great. We started a grant with EDC, Education Development Center, based in Washington, D.C., funded by USAID. Um, and we started doing what we call the Youth Empowerment Activity, YEA. And we were able to go to Western Baragazal to go and do some training and, uh, you know, support youth in developing themselves with mental health awareness, basic electricity, mentorship, literacy, and numeracy. What would you describe as your worst moments in 2023? On January 4th, I got a call from my mom saying, come home so I can die. And uh, I went on January 11th, got there on the 12th, and on the 22nd of January, she had actually passed away. Which was sad, but it was good because I fulfilled, uh, you know, the the expectation that she had of me to be there. Um, I came back to Juba in February. Things were running smoothly. We started with uh, the youth empowerment activity with with Walding Foundation, and then in March, then my brother passed away. The brother who had lived with her, and like that was a serious. 
uh, turn of events and that we weren't expecting it. So it was like grief on top of grief. The grieving of my mom was an easy grief. It was like a cool grief. Like we were expecting it. We were ready for it. We knew it was coming. But the passing of my brother, we were not expecting at all as a family. And it really like, like just punched us in the stomach as a family. So those were the hardest times just kind of getting through. But, you know, now being a South Sudanese and having a sisterhood here of uh, other South Sudanese women who they rallied. Oh my God, they rallied in a way they came around and they came to visit and sit with me and be with me and, you know, kind of like ease that pain and that suffering because I didn't go back. I didn't go back to the U.S. for my brother's uh, funeral or anything, memorial, anything like that. My condolences. And uh, it appears like you've grounded yourself here strongly with the locals. I saw you yesterday, I mean, how are you speaking Arabic and sharing experiences at the airport? Is there any light moments that you want to share with your experience with South Sudanese? First of all, Arabi Mafi. <laughs> I do not speak Arabic. Um, it's been interesting because there was a moment at um, at the office at the Lolding Foundation. We had a whole team meeting where we brought the coaches and everybody from the Ding Academy and the office staff together. And we were having a full meeting. And um, one of our coaches, Coach Kwan, he got up to talk and he speaks this Arabic from Khartoum. And uh, once he finished, somebody wanted to translate to help me understand. I was like, no, 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 no. I heard all of that. And everybody's like, what? You heard it? I'm like, yes, I heard it. So everybody clapped for me that I heard all of this Arabic. <laughs> They thought you don't speak Arabic. I don't. I don't. But um, I can hear. And, and, you know, now that I've been here for six years, like, I can really hear more than I know, more than I give myself credit for. I mean, somebody listening to me and you in California or in, in L.A. will be thinking, are you crazy to be in this tough environment? Wherever your partner is is where you are, right? Um, I'm here with my partner. I'm here with my husband my lifelong partner. We've been together 34 years and today married 27 years. So wherever he is, I'm Congratulations. comfortable. Congratulations. I understand you. it's your anniversary. Thank you. Yeah. And so wherever he is, I'm comfortable. The other thing is, is as an African-American, you know, I was raised in a household where I was very much aware of my Africanness, right? And so, like, it's not it's not a struggle to be around and with people who may look like me but speak differently than me, you know, dress differently and whatever, whatever. I think um, I would say to people, like, you just, just be where you are and be happy wherever you are, wherever life finds you. I am a very much aware of my privilege. You know, like, this passport I have allows me to go wherever I want to be. And I'm aware of it, and I'm grateful for it. And I also, you know, think, like, it's one of those things where if I have chosen to be here, then I have to make the best of it, you know. And wherever you are, wherever you choose to be, good and bad happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, Juba's no different from D.C. or L.A. or San Francisco or EPA, where I'm from. 650, woo woo. Um, but it's, it's like you, you have good and bad and ugly everywhere. 
That's Are Mading, an African-American who is married to coach Michael Ochwil Mading and living in South Sudan's capital, Juba. She spoke with my colleague, John Tanza, on Thursday in Juba. You're listening to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. Coming up, we have listener comments. Stay tuned. What do you think? People speak out on important questions. The question today. What do you do on the weekends? Over the weekend, uh, uh, we I happen to read my books, the novels, and uh, sometimes I go for my leisure time, play pool tables, and uh, watch uh, football because I'm a fan of Arsenal. Weekends, most of the time I listen to music. I go to the beach. I hang out with my friends. Sometimes I go to the clubs, but mostly, most of my time, I'm always with my mom. It is very good. Weekend is something where you can enjoy your life with either your boyfriends, girlfriends, your friends, and colleagues sometimes. So it can be in, in form of swimming, playing footballs, and watching football. I'm a great fan of football. What do you think? A daily discussion of important questions from VOA. You're listening to South Sudan in Focus on The Voice of America. As usual, we've heard from many of you throughout the week about topics and news we covered in this broadcast. First, we have these voice messages. Hello, South Sudan Bio News in Pocos. I'm James Roy Majok from Unity State, Bantiwton, South Sudan. I want to send my Kirumas greeting to all listeners of Bio News South Sudan Focus in program. And I want to say it. Merry Kirumas to everyone. And happy new year in Adban. The year 2024 will be a year of peace and harmony among all South Sudanese across the country, South Sudan. Despite that, uh, in approach of the Krimas, one of the BO News journalists, uh, Shelton Doki, passed away because of motorist accident. He will be remembered and may his soul rest in peace. This is Peter Gosh Anyango Jongul in Jonglei State, South Sudan. As the year is coming to an end, I wish all the happy new year in Adiban to all the journalists of the BOA, the like of uh, Michael Latit, John Tanza, Mogidun Kinzika, Dengaideng, Manyang Mayar, Nabil Biajo and all the listeners and contributors to this program, the like of Malwal, Mading Malwal Alwong, Roy Majok, Magor Alad, Rengo, Sabraiza Kamis, Maladao, and all the listeners and contributors to this program. We wish next year will be the year of peace and prosperity, such that the wars and other conflicts around the globe, especially the ongoing conflict in Gaza, will come to an end. Thank you. I love VOA. I'm a college at Michael uh, in Cuba, uh, South Sudan. Uh, allow me to relay my message 
my message of new year to all the people of South Sudan, in, in particular, and the whole world in general. I want to wish them a happy new year 2024. I pray that the year 2024 will be the year of peace in South Sudan in particular and in the entire world in general. May it be a year of prosperity and tranquility. May the name of Almighty God be glorified. Thank you very much. Hello, BOA Daybreak Africa. I'm a BOA listener in South Sudan. I wish everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I also wish my family a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year across South Sudan. Thomas Kuntoj says, hello, VOA South Sudan in focus. I'm here to convey my regards to all my immediate relatives, extended relatives, as well as friends and colleagues. Happy Merry Christmas and Happy New Year 2024. I wish it will be a year of peace in South Sudan. Mal Adaw Mal in Seattle, Washington writes, Hello Nabil, as the year draws to an end, I would like to send my message to the UN. This organization is lopsided, particularly the US, UK, China, Russia and France. They are the prime factors for the escalation of wars in Gaza and Ukraine. I request them to respect international law and stop the incitement of wars. I also strongly encourage both Sudanese and South Sudanese to give peace a chance to prevail in the two Sudans. Meanwhile, to the entire VOA, especially VOA South Sudan in focus thank you for being the hardcore of credible and sincere information that you always provide we trust voa more than we trust the government we are humbled by your dedication and i pray to god to grant his protection and good health throughout happy new year and thank you voa Dior Machuang from Mumbeke Lake State says, Dear VOA and particularly South Sudan in focus, as we are coming to the end of 2023, I would like to take this opportunity to thank all the reporters and management, both in the United States and Juba, for making sure we got news from around the globe and in South Sudan. Though it is hard to be a journalist in the country, Never give up. May the new year come with good health and prosperity to continue shaping this country. Samuel Rimo Indye says, Hi, VOA South Sudan Focus. I was very pleased for candidates of other political parties who had contested for president in the DRC to accept defeat. The basis of democracy is for all to rule and be ruled in return. Manluak Ajwak Melek in Juba says, Hello, VOA. I congratulate the South Sudanese government for securing the nation during Merry Christmas celebrations. And I wish everyone across the world to celebrate a new year successfully. I wish for 2024 to be a year of peace, joy, and love for each other. Peace with the stability in South Sudan during the elections, which will take place in December next year, and in the African continent and around the world. Thanks, VOA. And finally, a call Nicholas Madud from Warab State in Kwajok, Block 14 says, May 2024 be the year of peace and happiness and I wish South Sudanese to, to, live, to live revenge killing and live peacefully. The views expressed here do not reflect the views of VOA or of this program. We appreciate hearing from all of you. 
Our WhatsApp number is plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one one. That number again is plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one. Keep those comments coming. And that's all we have for you this Friday. Don't forget to check out voaafrica.com for all your favorite programs and news updates. If you miss this broadcast, go to www.voaafrica.com forward slash South Sudan. We now leave you with Interreni by Fatuma Diawara. <laughs> Nabil Biyajo in Washington. On behalf of our producer, Gwen Uten, and engineer, Jumbe Hamza, thanks for taking the time to be with us. Remember to join us again next week for another edition of South Sudan in Focus from the Voice of America. Mm-hmm.